0: I hate this town, I hate this fucking town I don't even want to be in this town I know to leave this town going not take this town, I do You know this town must be run its This fucking town, we can leave this town walking on the grass and I've never seen this town She's got dreams too big for this town
1: Hello, and welcome to got Out of This Town, a 2000 Pop-Bank and Emo-Pop retrospective. I am, as always, a useless pile of waste life, and with me, some more things you might find in an existential garbage bin. It's me, Sybil!
2: No joke on the, this time? No, I think that I would pretty much be found in an existential garbage pile. I caused those <laughs> crises for many a person. Fair enough. We do not have an Adam today.
1: Rest well, Adam. Get better. Um, but we do have a Sybil, and we do have a record. Today, we are. What are we doing, Sybil? Please explain. Last, last time I tried to explain what are we doing this January, it basically ended up in an awkward two-hour-long bit. So please explain what are we doing this January, Sybil.
2: Well, today we were in theory going to be doing something that's a look at modern pop punk or emo or adjacent things that we usually cover where is the genre at now except unfortunately what you gave me was the audio equivalent of weird right-wing cranks going reject modernity embrace tradition and it's a time warp <laughs> to 2003
1: I'm th- th- yeah <laughs> man yeah
2: We're covering the Survivor's Guilt mixtape by Kenny Hoopla and Travis Barker, with Kenny Hoopla's name in real tiny lowercase and Travis Barker's in bold 92-point font.
1: Travis is very much barking on this record, and I don't like it. No, I don't think this record is bad. I think, overall, I enjoyed this record. I think it's an interesting record to talk about when we talk about what happened in the genre this year. Well, last year. Um, it is, yeah, it's also definitely not one of my favorite records or anything. This record has issues.
2: I Um, think based on what you introduced me to Kenny Hoopla with, which was a very block party style uh, take on his vocals and his chops. I was much more into that sound than a washed up dude deciding that he was going to try and kickstart his own career off the back of New Blood
1: yeah how I describe this record is mostly like Kenny who plays still like great, he's like a great vocalist he has great charisma, and the songs are sort of garbage. It's like really good talent and really garbage songs, which uh, it happens. I do like a couple of
2: i I do like a couple of cats from this though, like the opening track is still like good. We could put his vocals on this record, Kenny's vocals on this record over Kirby music, and it would fit better fair,
1: but just think about this. Would you have rather, because a lot of the songs just sound like Blink tracks, so is this better than if like, um, Tom DeLonge um, sung on all the songs instead of Can You
2: At that point, it's just two washouts trying to restart their career instead of dragging down someone I like. That is fair, but on the other hand, like, he does make the songs better. Here's the thing. If Delange is on this, I just write the whole thing off and it's not hurting a guy who I'm into.
1: I mean, to an extent, I don't think that uh, Kenny Hoopla will be hurt by this career choice. No. I think this actually gave him, like, a bunch of visibility and shit, which is good.
2: I guess it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from here, because to me this feels like how I felt about Incubus when they started going from psychedelic rock to becoming U2-style arena rockers in the 2000s. I didn't like that choice then, and I don't like it now. And if this is the beginning of that turn, this is his fall to the dark side— Goodbye, Kenny Hoopla. I hope Obi-Wan cuts off your head peacefully.
1: Well, do we want to talk about the record, or do you have any any history to share with us?
2: Uh, I looked around, hoping I could find interviews or some kind of starting point for this, but the fact that it is so fresh means I mostly got a lot of reviews who were going... I really like this. It's like I'm back in 2003. That's a quote from multiple reviews. They cited 2003 specifically. And you know what? To be fair, 2003 was probably the last year where music reviewers were relevant. So I get them. Uh, it's, this is so aggressively not for me from an artist who I was really vibing with. That's it. I'm not going to harp on it more just while we're in this opening chunk. It
1: Let's start with silence is also an answer slash slash All of the songs end with Slash Slash, they also did it on the on the last record of Kenny Hoopla. Also they're all like lowercase. Can we discuss the one line that I feel confused both of us? I hope it confused both of us. Like, she's white dress and I'm Ferris Bueller got me like... Googling very hard to check if there was any white dress that was plot relevant in Ferris Bueller. But no, it's just like... A weird metaphor?
2: Oh no yeah, it's it's basically a nice way of saying she's pure and I'm a dirtbag.
1: Yeah, but I it feels like you should use metaphor of things that relate which I don't know. They they feel like two very disconnected thing, and I think it just confused me. It just really confused me.
2: I have heard stranger metaphors, especially if you're trying to talk about it's basically just saying she's too good for me and it's fitting with the talk about the Veil and Holy Matrimony, and a lot of other similar wedding imagery that's in the song.
1: But aside from that, this is my favorite song of the record. Like This feels like the most coherent mix of like Kenny Hoopla's sort of Cure-like post-punk and uh, pop-punk of Travis Barker. I think this is where they sort of come together in a sort of coherent and functional way. Uh, you get a lot. You get a lot of Kenny's really good singing. Uh, the mood is very sour. A lot of the other songs on this record will be too upbeat for what they're trying to do, but this actually like keeps the tone very, very low, very moody, and I I actually like the song.
2: I was still very well. This is different at this point in the record, but I don't think Travis's style of playing blends with the. Sort of shoegazy vocals Kenny's giving off.
1: Uh, also, they mix Travis Barker's drums so fucking high, <laughs> which is, I get it, you want
2: people to hear your drums, but also like, no. <laughs> so, here's bringing a little bit of stuff from Beyond the Veil to this. This week I was hit with a pretty brutal, they gave me horse pills for it, ear infection in both ears. Oh, okay. Uh, It's it's mostly bad in my right, which was just we won't go into the details, but it's been very unpleasant. I'm on the tail end of it now, but re-listening to this record this morning, I had to remove my right ear cup because the drumming was actually causing me physical pain in that ear. (laughs) The, The mixing is so brutal that when Kenny is screaming. It is being drowned out by drums. Mm-hmm. Also, please don't... Please
1: don't... Don't publicize that too much, because I could see the US Army start to weaponize Travis
2: Barker. I mean, they've explicitly used Metallica before. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that's... No, they used metal rather than just punk. Pre or post-Black Album Metallica? Uh, I don't know if they ever said what album, but they did cite that being used in Audio Warfare. Imagine you are a Metallica fan, and you get sued by Lars Ulrich over the Napster stuff, and then you hear years later, after he's bankrupted you, that you are perfectly cool in that guy's eyes with his weaponized music. Like, you can torture people with his music, but if you don't pay for it, he's bad. I mean, that is just capitalism. That is still a wild thought. I am sad now. (laughs) Well, good news! That's the perfect transition into Estella!
1: this song. Um, I don't think it's as good as Silence is also an answer. But it does have this extremely bat-rock guitar on it. And it's like, okay. This sort of sounds like fucking Linkin Park.
2: This sort of sounds like bat-rock. This feels... It's interesting. Go on. Uh, This is my strongest track on the record because it's quick. It feels like screamy emo it's it's basically one of Kenny's usual tracks, except it has a weird stock pop punk sound behind it to no real benefit. It it does
1: have the that sort of like very very pop punky drumming, that very sort of like galloping pop punk guitar. Um The chorus is I don't I don't love the chorus. I think it's a a bit too cheesy for the tone of the song, but I think it's not as bad as the choruses get on this record. Um, yeah, I still like the song. I don't. I liked Silence is also an answer better.
2: I think this reminds me of a later Iggy pop track in a few ways. Uh, Gardenia, which was a single off his last album. It has very similar themes, especially when you get into the Bizarre breakdown, but this one is twice as fast, and so it kind of clicks better.
1: Yeah, it's one minute fifty-eight seconds,
2: as opposed to that one being five-ish.
1: Not everyone has the gift of being concise, but yeah, no. To the spot, like the first tracks of this record are good. Like overall, and we'll get there. Overall, I'd say this this is a good record. Which you may not agree with. Um I don't think it's great. Again, I think it has all of the issues that you highlighted, but especially like this top two tracks sort of elevated for me. Because this is still like, yeah, Kenny Hoopla is like great, has a great voice, and is doing some great work on this track and so doing some great work in elevating even the less good tracks on the record.
2: Yeah, I think this is better than, as we said, the hypothetical, it's just a Blink project EP this could have been, but I'm not very fond of Blink as a whole, so that's why this doesn't work for me.
1: To be fair, we have re-evaluated Blink after listening to all of the people who tried to be Blink on our podcast.
2: Oh yeah, I think they're better than a lot of 2003 contemporaries, but I also think that I very much prefer the modern sound a lot of artists we'd get in these roundups bring rather than just a time portal. Also, I was looking at, apparently
1: there are, like, more stuff that I wasn't aware of Um, that uh, Travis Barker did this year. Like, let me see uh, the, the list here. Okay. Like, he did make... Uh, Travis Barker just keep, like, Putting out stuff, and I have no idea what it is. Uh, He did a record with Uno the Activist in 2020. I don't know who Uno the Activist is, but has a really cool cover. Hmm. Um, uh, Singles, an EP. Put out an EP with Jack Case, which I think I heard this name, but I'm not sure where. Uh, Put out a, a single with Kesha. All right. And grandson. I don't know who's grandson, but I guess.
2: Well, that's Kesha's daughter's kid. <laughs> good, 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 good.
1: Um, Put out a single with Josiah. Also don't know who this person is. I've heard that name. Yeah, they all seem to be like sort of like emo rap uh,
2: artists. Mods. Like it's just putting out a bunch of stuff. Like Previce Barker is everywhere. Okay, this sounds like Travis Barker is trying to commit musical genocide on a specific <laughs> type of genre. Oh,
1: come on. come on.
2: We've got to take all these up-and-coming emo artists and turn them into shitty me. <laughs> Get in line or pay the price. Travis Barker, 2021. Did more song with Mashengar Kelly. He made Machine Gun Kelly better. I'm going to argue that. I don't think I've ever heard non-that-album non Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, don't. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: not good. Uh, made, a, made a EP with Kasper.
2: The friendly ghost? It
1: seems <laughs> uh From the picture, looks like another emo rap artist, but sure. The podcast mattress? <laughs> oh, we should we should get
2: sponsored by the the musical artist casper just the former president the what they the former president there are so many casper jokes i can make i don't get the former president joke uh, i might actually be fucking around that might have been a senator either way mm. i
1: why do you expect me to know american senators
2: Why would I expect you not to know all the famous Caspers through history, Ellie? back times, track three.
1: It has this very Blink intro. That is extremely Blink. And yeah, this is just a Blink track with Kenny Hoopla singing. And it's not even one of the good Blink tracks. This is like a Blink B-side. It's sort of like upbeat and airy, like sort of airy. And Kenny's vo- voice is filtered to shit on this song, not in a good way, and look, I like this EP, I think this is an okay EP. I have very little things to defend about this song, this is just like a bad Blink B-side.
2: No, it's... So this is still where the lyrics feel like Kenny Hoopla, because there's a few tracks that definitely don't. But... Uh, It's, yeah, this is where we start bleeding over more into we're just listening to the Travis Barker show now. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to find credits on who wrote these, and it looks like they just have shared credits on everything. It's Kenny Hoopla, Travis Barker, and Dark Waves. And so... I really wanted to know if certain tracks were maybe not Kenny Hoopla, because one or two of them feel like a guy in his 40s and 50s throwing out some angry vibes, just like getting things off his chest. Yeah, you're just, you just keep sub-tweeting Hollywood sucks, we'll get that. Yes, I do. <laughs> Hollywood sucks sounds like me talking about L.A., not a dude who I'm pretty sure is on the fucking East Coast. It's Kenny Hooper on the East Coast. Wasn't he from New Hampshire? Let me look this up. He's from Ohio. Yeah, no, um, <sighs> turn back time, especially when we're talking about, and so many reviews are like, this is just a throwback to the 2000. Sure, that's it. That's the mission statement here.
1: Remember two two episodes ago when I went on a, rant, uh, on a rant about how nostalgia is horrible and it's terrible and it's the worst thing ever? Yeah. 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 We have the Pop Punk Podcast, and we're like, oh no, this is Pop Punk? Ew. Well,
2: it's specific era Pop Punk. I like these forward visions that we do, because it shows me that it's not going to be the Blink-182 genre forever. It does other things. People grow. People experiment. 18 years led to a whole different sound. And this is a guy jamming a fucking wrench into the steering wheel and going, I swear to God, we're driving this car in reverse if it kills you. And it's not, it kills me. It's Travis Barker trying to drag everyone else down to his level. We're
1: gonna get through this genre if it kills us?
2: No, it's definitely other people. Travis Barker would never Dexter himself. Oh, by the way, Dexter's dead, so by the time this comes out, that won't be a spoiler anymore.
1: Survivor skills. This sort of this song is sort of nothing, uh it has it has sort of an interesting contrast between the verse being very dark and the chorus being very blink. But that's sort of it. It is a very Travis Barker barking heavy song. There's a lot of shouting by Travis Barker here, which eh. I've heard worse. I know you really hate the Travis Barker shouting. I think it's fine.
2: I I don't think it's the Travis shouting that caused the ear pain. I think it Mm -hmm. is his drumming. But this is the first one he's screaming on and the first one that I did have to remove the headphone for.
1: That is fair. I don't know, this song does... This song sort of does nothing for me. The choruses this is where we start with the really cheesy choruses, the really like blink cheesy choruses that I think Look, I don't have anything against cheesy blink choruses, but they don't work for Kenny Hoopla. Like hearing him just going woo oh 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 it's just like uh, it drains all of the passos that his voice can build up in the verse. And I guess there is something in that contrast, like, you go from, like, this very dark verse to, like, this more upbeat, more pop choruses. And there is a way to use that kind of contrast. We've seen being used very well in other songs and other artists. We'll, we'll see it being used very well in Next week's Records, but this song does nothing for me.
2: If I read... If I knew who masterminded the lyrics on this I could take this in two different reads because you've got discussions of those who are envious to dethrone my name survivors, survivors, guilt kill, the shooter the person in questioning, hiding traces of evidence and tampering Uh, it's just Okay, I could go even further on this read, but not knowing if this is an equal collaboration, which this doesn't feel like. This I will in no way believe this is 100% a Kenny Hoopla, Travis Barker, equal collaboration. Every review calls out, this is the Travis Barker show at the helm, and... if Hoopla wrote this. Is
1: that what TBS stands for? Is that the new AEW championship? The Travis
2: Barker Show
1: championship?
2: Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Getting Blink-182 to do the (laughs) pay-per-view themes for AEW. Oh no. (laughs) Kenny Hoopla performing for Kenny Omega. It's AEW Survivor's Guild. Not gonna lie, that would be great. (laughs) I actually think I kind of talked myself into that one, yeah. Um, I don't know. If one wrote this, you could take this as, hey, somebody's fucking with my shit. If the other wrote this, you could take this as, yeah, that's it. Everyone's coming for me, but I won't let them. I won't let them have that. If this is somehow a collaboration... This song is just weird and I still don't understand the through line this mixtape is going for especially with this as a title track.
1: What if it's this about it's about Tom
2: DeLonge? Oh my god. <laughs> Did I break this open? I think I broke this open. Oh my god, you might actually be onto something especially if that's Parker. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm less bad now. Let's let's go into the one I'll really go off on.
1: Yeah, let's let, let go on that. This was one of the singles. Let's <laughs> talk about Hollywood facts. Can you, pl- you please move your prayers? You are not fucking Jesus. Yeah. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. This is so fucking cheesy. I think it has some charm. I don't think it's good. (laughs) I think it's terrible. But it's like funny kind of terrible. (laughs) I cannot imagine that this wasn't like 50% of a joke making this sound.
2: Okay, so I said on one of the earlier Blink albums we covered, when you know... Tom DeLonge, and where he ends up. Aliens Exist feels like, all right, we're gonna let him have one so he shuts up and doesn't keep doing this in the studio. This feels like trying to make a joke out of Travis Barker telling a younger guy, yeah, no, this is just, you don't want to go out west, man. It's fucking exhausting. You don't know. Hollywood sucks. And this is like, Kenny Hoopla making a joke at a guy's expense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still not a girl, but like, it would. A lot of these lines are just like so. Like your forehead is beautiful. Is that an is that an LA thing?
2: I totally get. All right, that one could come from a place of yeah. Just everyone's incredibly shallow, and sometimes. You're not into someone, but you need a compliment for various reasons. All right, I get this. Show business, it's all phony. You need. Yeah. If it wasn't for the chorus, this would probably land for me because the chorus definitely has the most get off my fucking lawn energy of everything. Hollywood sucks. Can you please move your Prius? You are not fucking Jesus. He hates LA. It's not my fault. Throw my phone at the wall. Your friends are really morons. Can we still date? Okay, but to me that is still sort of funny. It, it feels like a parody
1: of, like, a Lay Sack songs. Like, this is my thing. If this was made with a genuine, like, aim, this is sort of, like, she's Bad, but, like, you are not fucking Jesus. He hates Lay. It's, like, it's so exaggerated. It's funny. Like, if,
2: it feels like a joke that you're saying that Jesus hates the lady? Like, what? I'm torn because I also hate Los Angeles. That city, every time I go, tries to kill me. But it doesn't mean that I'm also going to look at the guy across the aisle who's 90% opposed to me but agrees on this one thing and be like, you know what, Glenn Greenwald? You're okay. That's what this feels like if I praise this song. No. (laughs) So that's why I'm so divided about this, because yes, toned down, maybe 10%, or if I knew who to put this on. But this whole thing is shrouded in cowardice, and it looks like it's bank everyone's banking on each other's name in this mixtape
1: yeah i don't it's the thing okay so musically this is like very much an upbeat blink song and i (laughs)
2: yeah it's literally a blink b-side with inappropriate vocals now
1: See, I find this... So, first of all, let's detach this from any actual judgment of LA. I have not ever been to LA. I have not ever been to California. I hope to never, ever step my foot in America because, sorry, Sybil, that place looks like hell. The whole, you know, the whole United States of America.
2: Hey, I can say three words that will convince you more than ever about that decision. Okay. America made me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. Aside from the whole like, thing, that's the thing. Like, I don't know how ironic the song is because if this was a parody of like Hollywood sax song, some of these lines are like actual funny. Like, I do find that you are not fucking Jesus. He hates LA if it's not meant earnestly if it's meant as a satire of people who just exaggerate their hatred for the city it's really funny uh if it's meant earnestly i'm like oh no <laughs> oh no
2: also the single duet line on this entire record being the both of them just going coachella is like, <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm sort of talking myself into liking the song, like it. Ha- it's, a- it's a joke. It's basically a joke, but I don't know. Sort of funny. Uh, Hollywood sucks. I'm moving to Wisconsin. I don't even know what Wisconsin is, but it's, it's a, a funny line. I know.
2: <laughs> I don't even I know. <laughs> know what Wisconsin is. You can't say that. I take that seriously from you. <laughs> <laughs> You've specifically gone, wait, there's two Dakotas? But that one was that one was actually serious. <laughs> I know, that's my point. <laughs> I I took that seriously when you told me. What's a Wisconsin?
1: Uh, inside of heaven's mouth, there is a sweet tune. This is generally, a, like, you say it as a joke. This one is generally a light, a light novel title.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, probably the most repetitive song on the whole thing.
1: Yeah. This goes back to sort of like a more somber tone. I don't know. If you take away the loud drumming, I think this could have maybe been a song on like the previous Kenny hooplight P. Mm-hmm. Not a, not one of the best songs, but like a song in there. Has some good guitars. I do like the guitars that are back to being a bit more post rock, post punk. Uh the distorted one specifically, there's some good distortion there. I don't know. It's you say that it's repetitive, but it's really just a two minute like mid throw here. I don't it, it doesn't even count as a song. I think it's cute. I think it works. Um it's just two minutes, it's very short. I have no problems with it.
2: It's far from the worst. I was just kind of. My tolerance for this record was lower and lower. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't have much to say about this. It, it's fine. Uh, let's go into a song that is less fine. A uh, smoke break.
0: Yeah. I challenge you to a tour Maybe only on your smoke
1: So is this about Yu-Gi-Oh? Is this time to duel? Uh, but yeah, this song is bad. <laughs> what the it fuck? Has
2: this very repetitive. What? Bob Saget just died. Who died? Bob Saget. I don't know who that is. Um. Is that one of the American presidents?
0: <laughs> <laughs> F- Ellie.
2: What? <laughs> he was the father on Full House and also a very black comedian.
1: Oh, okay. So not one of the American presidents, got it.
2: No, uh, just, just like that That sort of came out of left field, seeing that news pop up on a text message. Okay.
1: That's it. You know, I, I know that you hate Hollywood Sucks, this is my least favorite song of the record. Uh, it's very repetitive, the chorus does nothing for me, the tone is so middle of the road, it's not emo nor pop-punk nor nothing. I don't know what any of the lyrics are about. I don't know why this dude is challenging someone to a duel in their smoke break. Um.
2: Okay, so the lyrics, and again, I hope to God Kenny wrote this one, because they feel like a black dude talking about touring around some of the rougher parts of the country to be a black dude in. Like, I challenge you to a duel, maybe on a smoke break, has a lot of Southern vibes, especially with some of the lines that could definitely be read as shit you would hear as a black dude because i'm your dog and i can't lay down um, i wear a mask not because of virus just because i don't like what's behind it four corners of the county hunt your face we sleep in jeans can't close the face one man's trash is another man's friend raised by wolves in another playpen Correct me, please, not good with names, but I know that face from any grave. There's a lot that you could take into this. But again, I don't know who to credit with any of this. And so I don't know if I'm misreading or if this is just a weird... This could be Travis Barker talking about a strange tabletop campaign he ran. I don't know. (laughs) It is by far the darkest track on the record, and I don't know if it really lands, probably because this feels like it it deserves to be a sort of post-rock, post-punk track, and not uh, Adam's Song 2021.
1: Yeah, this track just doesn't land for me, this track just doesn't
2: work for me at all. Least favorite track of the record. All right. Well, let's close out with 9 to 5, Love Me.
0: I want you to get comfortable but not vulnerable just enough to show your soul glue to people that I'll end up all to impress sharing common sense Don't
1: what Yeah, this is them trying to do like a modern Midwest emo track Which, to be fair, a lot of modern Midwest emo Like, like Hot Mulligan and shit Has like Blink influences So on one hand it would make sense This is just weak like this album, I think the worst crime that this album does because up until um, up until Inside Heaven's Mouth, I think every track even if you don't like it has some has something going for it. It's like, okay, see what they're doing. Then you go into Smoke Break, which is just like I think so much nothing and then you go into this one which I know what they're going for, but it's just So toothless, and it doesn't again doesn't do anything for me. Especially because in this genre, in this like Midwest emo sort of like soft kind of not ballady but like softer Midwest emo genre, there's been so much better stuff in the last like five years than whatever Blink has done. Uh, There's been stuff, well, not of whatever Blink has done because they were they did their stuff in that time, but there's definitely been much better stuff than this specific song. Uh, this feels very generic, this feels like it doesn't really have any word in the same discussion as other pen in the same genre. Like, last year Hot Mulligan released probably their worst EP, and it's still miles better than this. Um, and it was like a softer, more emo EP, and it's still like... God, every single song on that is like... So much more interesting and so much more lyrically dense and so much, like, emotional than 9 to 5 love me. Hmm. Will you leave your 9 to 5 to love me? No. I need money.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And this had me questioning. Again, Survivor's Guilt is the name of the mixtape, the title track. What is the guilt over? Is anyone guilty? It's definitely not Travis. I I know I'm making that seem very glib, but, like, I don't get the theme of this album on any level. And if you just want it to be a mixtape, don't title it after the track. Don't—what is going on here? I don't know who this project is for. Apparently a lot of people who aren't me. I— This— instantly one year after you introduced me to this artist has me going oh no am i just done with this guy already
1: oh come on not all, not all of this record will be with travis barker
2: but if this is the sound he's going to pivot towards because as you said this uh especially estella biggest success the guys had yet in terms of breaking out into the mainstream and does does he take the lessons from this that I would consider the wrong ones, or does he just use this to? You know, yeah, I, exp-
1: I did. I re- did. I did. Re-listen to the um, the first uh, Kenny Hooper's first EP, and it's so much better than this.
2: That's exactly it. I bought that EP.
1: The title track from that EP is fantastic. It has like that fucking. Um, New order guitar on it.
2: Yeah. So good. (laughs) No, it has a lot more interesting stuff. It's not very mainstream, but I like it so much more than this material, which just feels like someone reheated a canceled Blink album and changed a vocalist. Yeah. I mean, the vocalist is an upgrade. The vocalist is an upgrade, but I really mean it. I want the raw vocals from this, and I just want to see if it will improve or somehow become more jarring if I mix these over Kirby tunes or other completely inappropriate things. Will it somehow fit better than playing it over generic Blink-182 stock music? These are the karaoke track versions of a Blink album.
1: Okay, let's end this episode. Do you have any final thoughts on this?
2: I think we needed Adam to moderate your feelings and my feelings versus this one because I just not a lot of records we listen to cause me physical pain and we're recording on two today. The the this episode and the next episode are recorded in the same batch. So not every bit oh, of music oh you're freaking kayfabe look I have to say it Ooh. I don't want people to say oh Sybil." no I, I don't know I just don't want people to say Sybil's just mad at this record because it literally caused her pain no we listened to two records today and well, one of them Sybil, the pop punk host is mad at this record because it's pop punk and one of them did not hurt me this is mixed and designed and completely hidden in layers of cowardice. And I do not like that. I do not like this. There is a version where someone spoke about what went into this, and I might go, okay, that makes sense. But we're just guessing into the fucking void at why two or three tracks on an eight-track mixtape work, and then they put the rest out. You could do EPs! It's 2021. Turned 2. I think this is okay.
1: (laughs) I think this is fine. I hope this is not the direction that Kenny Hoopla
2: goes permanently. (laughs) Oh, thank God, I hope not! But yeah,
1: I think it it is a very flawed record. There is an interesting snapshot of where mainstream pop punk is in 2021, which is... (laughs) eww... Not great. Um I don't know. Travis Barker has what is the opposite of a King Maida that is not vulgar?
2: <laughs> the Vince McMahon touch?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Travis Barker would definitely try to make Adam Cole cut his hair and become a manager.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe we will revisit the careers of both of these gentlemen in one year and go, oh, this led to both of them growing as musicians and they did some real interesting things in 2022. Maybe we'll what do is, that on our what next... If... What's that? Well, I'm I'm going to conjure something very cursed into existence. What is The
1: Cure featuring Travis Parker?
2: <sighs> I don't think so because Robert went on the new Churches album and it was very good. It was okay. I like that song. Okay, I like that song. I think the whole record
1: is disappointing.
2: Ah, uh, I still like it more than A Lot of Love is Dead.
1: Oh, I like Love is Dead a lot better than that. I really like the pop turn that they took in Love is Dead. I think, okay, that is like a cool-of-shit sound. Um, And yeah, they sort of went back to the more dark tone of the first couple of records and I I don't think it worked. I think they were on a good trajectory when they were like, okay, let's go fucking mainstream. I think that was cool. And then had some really good songs in it. Anyhow, shall we close this?
2: Yes, let's. Let's slam the door on survivor's guilt because you know what? We feel healthy. Same song, different chorus. What
1: is the opposite of survivor skills?
2: Being Vince McMahon.
1: Really, you're really into Vince McMahon today.
2: Do not ever say the <coughs> words "you're really into Vince McMahon" to me.
1: Oh, come on! You like you like you like you like bodies. I'm sure the the bodybuilding pictures of Vince McMahon do something for you.
2: I just remembered the most recent shot I saw of that man looking like a shriveled coconut in a suit.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I remember the
2: Taskmaster task. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I'm actually squirming in my chair thinking about that now. He looks like Brock Lesnar left out in the sun. So
1: this was an episode. You can find our wonderful website at getoutofthistown.com. You can mail us at getoutofthistownpodcast at gmail.com. You can Twitter us at ggoott podcast. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play where you can read a review... No one reads and review us. If you do, that's great, but And uh, do you have anything to plug, Sybil?
2: Um, I <laughs> You can find my website with links Are to you all right? <laughs> You can find my website with links to all the things I do at Hellscaper and if I'm just gonna give a plug to all the incredibly funny cultural memes about Kramer. What's going on in there this week?
1: Oh, yeah, I, lo- I love that.
2: <laughs> That's great. It's 5,000 years of civilization reborn, Jerry.
1: I did retweet the Moon Holland Drive one.
2: Yes, I saw that earlier.
1: It made me happy. That was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, and you can, as always, find me on Twitter at the moon. And we do not have a Patreon, but if you like to support us, please convince Travis Barker to randomly add lib screams in the middle of our podcast. Good night. What's
0: mm. on your mind? Not like I've got the time to stick around. I'll catch my flight like a pop pocket. Get out of this town. What's on your mind? There's no point left to keep your image down with terrify.